Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Swag check, swag check, man. You know what's going on. It's your Elevation Ambassador, CM the DJ. And right now you on the block with it. Yeah, that's right, on the block with my favorite redhead. Banshee, what up, girl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was driving around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. I was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Had to pray to Almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches. Young nigga been focused on my check. Mm-hmm. Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck. Mm-hmm. Trying to put the water on my potato. Mm-hmm. I got killers to the left of me. Mm-hmm. Where's lurking on her? Ain't show no mercy on her. We was going back to back. We put a curfew on her. It was dark clouds on us, but that was perfect for us. You know you always crash and burn, but it was working for us. Let my tent to V12, double check the details. Gotta cross my T's and dot my eyes or I can't sleep well. Millions off of retail, once again I prevail. Knew that shit was over from the day I dropped my pre-sale. Hold up, let the beat build. See me in the street still. I've been fighting battles up a steep hill. They gave my road dog 12, it was a sweet deal. And I've been riding solo trying to rebuild. Look. I was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Had a friend Almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches. Young nigga been focused on my check. Mm-hmm, mm. Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck. Mm-hmm, mm. Hey. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Black Your Girl Red. I'm back again. You dig? Yeah, shout out to my boy CM DJ for the drop in the beginning of the show. You feel me? You down in the Atlanta area. Make sure you check him out. He be at, what's that place called? Spin? Yeah, Spin on P Street, I believe. Check him out. Also, um, you know, he's online. He travels, whatever. That's my nigga. Shout out to him for the drops. I appreciate it. Um, I'm back after a live show last month. First of all, before we get into all of that, uh, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Shit's crazy, fam. Like, I can't, I can't get over it. I can't get past it. I don't think um, anyone will anytime soon. But um, yeah, I, I hate that. But I love fucking racks in the middle. That's my shit. I love that song. That okay, cool. So did a live show at Flavor March first. Shout out to everybody that was able to come out. Enjoyed the the drinks, the the food, the, the conversation, uh, the atmosphere. I appreciate it as a, a woman that's doing a show by herself, solo, dolo, all muscle, but me. And for have to have people to come out and actually rock with your vision and see what you see is a dope feeling. And I'll do it again. I'm not as uh, nervous or apprehensive as I was before. Uh, 
March 1st came. <laughs> I'm just trying to give y'all my thoughts, my views on it, because I didn't get a chance to have an actual clear um, audio recording for my listeners that's not in the city of Louisville or maybe the ones that um, missed out or just doesn't didn't want to fuck with it. That's fine, too. But um, just know that once this shit pops, you know, red got to change, too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to treat you the same way. Um, Topic we talked about. We talked about friends. Some, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. At that moment and um, the beginning of March, was like a month and a couple weeks away from that, a lot of a lot of stuff has taken place slightly beforehand and afterhand as far as that day goes. So the topic of friends was a, a major um, topic that was on my mind and kind of heavy on my heart as the people in the church would say and <laughs> I just wanted to uh, and I wanted to pick a safe topic uh, that we could discuss in a public place because I'm I have manners I know I'm a banshee and I'm a thug all this shit but you know ban- mama banshee did raise me with some with some manners so um I tried to be mindful of that so the topics that we talked about we talked about um basically the, t- the title of the show was what about your friends um rules of your friendships um birds of a feather um do you consider yourself a good friend i don't think i talked about that one but i'm gonna do a separate episode with uh prior couple homies to to really get like an audio um sit down episode as far as the topic friends go and uh kind of pick each other's brains as far as our friendships go uh also the side notes was like uh what kind of friend are you or what what do you require your friends or what kind of friend are you mainly is a couple different ones this uh down the down the ride friend uh the funny friend the brutally honest friend um the risk-taking friend and the life coach friend and then they had of course the yin and the yang of it what uh watch out what to look for to look out for uh if these friends are like this uh copycats the ones that downplay your achievements, the one-up friend, they always trying to, you know, I got, I got a new job, well, you know, I got a new house. That, that motherfuckers is always a competition. Speaks high, highly behind your back and never to your face. And the one, you can't, you can't be you. Let's see. So, uh, that detailed conversation. A lot of my family was in the room. A lot took place, like I was saying before I got into the the topics of it um I was going through a lot of I want to say it's a, it was a different kind of growing pain as far as a couple of the two of my friendships was going and uh I've talked about I think I've talked about it I probably have but I have talked about uh past episodes when I did have a male best friend back in the G and um lines were crossed not crossed in a way of someone used to get fucked up lines and were cross as far as like a step back you know or it I felt like my boundaries wasn't really being um respected at the time of our friendship but I knew that yeah it really came into the beginning of the year telling myself that I wasn't mending no friendships and I feel the way that I feel and I mean that's a that's a passive aggressive way to feel and the universe and God always comes together and they always make it to make sure that um, you deal with some bullshit that you really didn't necessarily plan on dealing with. So um, I'm currently, I feel like currently trying to work on that friendship with my male best friend, but I'm not, uh, I'm always apprehensive at first 
I'm not always going to jump at uh when people come back around me. I got to I got to fill them out. You know what I'm saying? I got to see what the deal is, what this is going to be, X, Y, and Z, you know? So I'm not I don't jump back to give people their titles of best friend and stuff like that. But I am open and receptive to finding out about our friendship. I I found out a lot about myself uh when that conversation happened, a lot of things that I don't fully remember and kind of getting a perspective from how he took uh the friendships the our friendship falling off or taking a pause or whatever the case may be but i, I won't say a pause because pause don't last for five years i know i know five years is a long fucking time to to go without your your best friend your close friend but when when stuff just seems like it's not being uh respected then that, that i feel like that's where it causes an issue and the only thing that i really have control over in this world is my uh let's see only thing i have control over i'm sorry i was reading the text message is my comfort i can only control that which you know i can it's it, <laughs> it's, it's hard to explain but I, i'm gonna try my best because I, I feel like y'all be in tune with the friendship i did talk about it briefly at the live show i know people get you know apprehensive i'm mad upset that you talk about this shit but i'm not gonna give any details nor any names but if you know me then yeah so there's that conversation was had like 3 a.m and i was just exposed to how um dismissive i could be but at the same time i don't feel like i was being dismissive it was the best way that i knew how to um protect myself i'll say that and feelings he he was expressing romantic type feelings i don't work that way because in my head once i view you or see you as my homie my bro my friend that's that's pretty much where i want you like i'm pretty certain on where i want people at in my life as far as the um you know other people go and people of the opposite sex sometimes i mean yeah we'll call it friend zoning whatever the case may be but it's something it's it's to protect you and to protect that person at the same time because i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna say that he was wrong for viewing me in that way or anything like that but the fact of the matter that it wasn't on a mutual base then it wasn't going to be anything and i would i feel like at that moment when he did express the feelings for me i was more than in my right mind to just go ahead with the friendship and tell him like that i don't really see that in the the future for us and the stars for us let's just you know kind of scave on past it but it just he was like doubling down and tripling down on the fact that and it made me feel uncomfortable certain things that was said and i know it was in a joking manner but when it comes to stuff like that i don't i don't play around like that especially when guys say um you know slick shit that they want to do sexually not saying that it's, that's what he did but he alluded to something about kissing or something like that and it's just i don't i don't play around with people like that because i'll never put you in a position again to to feel like that or for you to act on that you know i i always remove myself if i can from the situation so that's basically what i did and it caused it cost me my friendship with him but uh five years forward right now 2019 we are able to uh, at least hold conversations and work past the um the awkwardness if you will but 
it's still like the the origins of this is like I live in Louisville. He he doesn't live here, so that's the easier way to you know what I'm saying maneuver around and not have to um really face the the stuff that you need to face. And the, throughout the uh, the duration of the five years, I did miss I did miss our friendship. I did miss connecting with him. And, um, you know, the, the the usual social media stalk every once in a while, see how he's doing to keep up and but not really say anything. And thank God for my for my mom, because it kind of gives people some insight when they can't get directly in touch with me. I feel like um, I don't know why people feel like I'm hard to talk to, but hey, whatever you yes, your prerogative, however you feel. I feel like I'm the easiest person to talk to. You just got to know what the fuck you're talking about and talk that's that's really what it comes down to so um he would keep in contact with my mom and you know she just basically told him the real like she's not gonna come to you and I wasn't because I feel like if I haven't done anything wrong in the situation why the fuck am I gonna you know stick my neck out extend stuff I didn't fuck up and I feel like if I didn't do anything wrong then why do I have to be the one to try to work out men's stuff yeah it's a part of growing up I was growing pains um, maybe one day I'll learn to kind of maneuver out of that. Maybe not. Uh, another friendship of mine's kind of took a pause for for some months, and but when we uh, something a situation had happened, uh, unfortunately, where it kind of made us come back together, and I guess we kind of you know view and see each other in, in different lights. And I have to understand even as adults and I'd recognize it more you or you can recognize it more when you're when you're an adult and you don't speak to your friend for you know months at a time you notice that versus when you know you in your early 20s your teens or whatever you caught up in yourself so you're not really too much worried about you know oh why ain't that bitch talking to me xyz you're not worried about it as adults it's a little different because you get downtime and you get time to really uh, analyze things and think about certain situations and what happened to them. But nonetheless, that that friendship is on the mend also. So that's why I really picked the friend the the topic friends because something that I I know about and I've been in the midst of, and um, I can just I feel like a lot of people can identify. A lot of people can identify with the topic friends. I feel like that's a, that was an easy one to float through. Um, so, I mean, the fallout with a friend, if I can give my personal on each topic that I just gave you, the rules of friends, um, for me, the rules of friendships is just respect my boundaries, really. And, you know, just be respectful. I feel like that and be loyal. And I feel like loyalty and respect go hand in hand as far as friendships go. In a friendship, I feel like if you have respect for me, then you'll be loyal to me. Or if you're loyal to me, then you should have some type of respect for me and vice versa. I can't and I won't rock with somebody that I don't respect and I'm not going to be loyal to. Because, you know, as a cancer, I'm loyal to a fault. Like, to a fucking fault. I, I will hold a nigga down, a family down, whoever the, whoever I need to hold down at the time, I'll do that. But, uh, you know, as I've gotten into my 30s, I've come to find out in being loyal to a father, you still have to hold people to um, a certain standard. And you have to hold yourself to a certain standard also in dealing with friendships because it can't be one-sided if you never assert yourself and, and speak up on the issues that are there. And it's just I feel like I've had heartbreak in the past, but to lose a friend 
are to to feel like you lost a friend forever is that's painful because it's, a, it's on a friendship thing and it's not it's someone that you vent to or someone that you know knows all your, your secrets the embarrassing things and stuff like that so when you when you kind of lose that um it's not <laughs> it's not good at all with a with a breakup you know you can go out there and date again find another guy another girl it's easy well not easy because it's hard to get to know people i'm not gonna say dating is easy because i'm in the midst of this shit right now shit's not easy at all but i feel like a friendship is different because you the older you get it's kind of harder to make friends because people are already pretty much set in their ways and they already have a set amount of friends that know that understand that and if they don't really fuck with that, whatever that case may be, they'll distance themselves from it. Where in a relationship, you kind of it's kind of hard to distance yourself from a from a partner because the purpose is to build. But I understand uh, even in relationships, it takes pauses, it takes breaks. I get that because it's just the it's dealing with other people that is probably the hardest thing for any of us to do oh and i did talk about um would you consider it a violation in your friendship if someone if one another y'all didn't follow each other y'all unfollowed her because shorty posts too much they always post the stupid shit like is that a is that an issue so i'm gonna break down personal real answers to each question because i mean i gave it vaguely at the live show but like i said i don't have any audio concrete so we gonna go with um like i was starting off the rules of friendship loyal loyalty and respect period period um the birds of a feather rule uh, again being in the early stages of 30 Mm-mm, that ain't gonna fly because at this point we have to stand on our own and be our own people and if that person you know was is promiscuous and they they don't mind and they get around and you on the other hand are like you're very mindful of you know what the fuck you trying to do um who's around what you dealing with what you're not gonna put up with and you out you might have a friend that's just easy like the wind and she's just like yo it's whatever so when you are in those kind of situations and they see you out in public i know initially people would already just go ahead off the dribble and and go ahead and cash you boom yeah you know she she's a thought you a thought and i don't think that's fair because i mean my it's just the block. My pussy ain't her pussy, you know, and vice versa. So what I want and what she wants, two different things. So you can't really say it's a bird of, the, of a feather type rule. But on the flip side, I have used that line to describe guys and their friends. So it's like, I don't know. Like when I really think about it, I don't, I don't. There's an amend. I'll put an amendment on the, the uh, birds of a feather rule. I, I will say that. But. I have talked about guys that I've dealt with and seen, you know, the little crew pictures and shit. And I'll be like, man, look at these niggas. They probably cheating like this motherfucker did. I, they hold, they don't, they don't hold him accountable in a good way. They just much rather just let him, you know, self-destruct or fuck or whatever he has good at home instead of pulling your nigga in and, you know, letting him know, bro, you fucking up. And I feel like that's, that's lacking in a lot of the males, black males, um, I can only speak in that from from their perspective because um it just is not shown as far as like the topic the rape culture goes you can really tell that a lot of people people period I'll just say that men and people 
um, they don't hold people accountable for their shit. You know, when your friend is being overly thirsty and being, you know, overly aggressive with a female, I feel like if you that's not what you want, you should really step in and be like, yo, bro, you need to chill out. Like, Shorty didn't want your number. She ain't gonna fuck with you. It's not that big of a deal. We can move on and just, you know, really rein your niggas back in. But I understand why that would be a headache if your niggas always acting up. You feel me? So I get that. So we're putting an amendment on the, the birds of a feather rule. Whatever. Um, do you consider yourself a good friend? Uh, last year I found myself questioning whether I was or wasn't a good friend. And I just really had to take the, the feedback from my friends to let me know if that's true. Because, you know, sometimes we can be blinded by our own shit and our own things. Because you don't really want to see that side of you. Or you, you don't want to come to terms with that. I'll say that. And... You know, I got a I got a good response for the most part. I feel like I am a good friend. I I'm that friend. Like if you you know you need me, I will be there. It doesn't matter if it's the the smallest of things or the the biggest thing in life. Like I'm gonna try my best to be there if I can't. I definitely will express that. I won't ghost my friends. I I definitely will uh, leave those lines of communication open. Won't leave them hanging if they they need me and if they didn't need me i would still always be there because the i'm just i want to be the kind of friend that that does that because i feel like if i put give you that energy you can give me that energy back you know what i'm saying so but that ain't always the case and so even and even with dealing with friends you do come across issues where you might see where they they're not always including you and shit that hurts hurts like a motherfucker that'll make you question yourself like damn like you you always in the mix as far as like you know drinks parties house parties dinners clubs whatever the case may be you was always one of those persons that they made sure they um included and when you see certain friends doing that shit and they ain't included just like damn the fuck they want me around like they just make a whole bunch of uh assumptions for you but i don't like to be inclusive with my friends if i can be but it's also that's the the good side of knowing your friends. I didn't really get into that, but I, I don't know. I'm gonna write that out for um future episode that I'm gonna work on. But it's about knowing your friends and knowing who can handle what you you trying to bring to them. And and now, at, like in our early thirties, as most of my friends are, you got to get to a point where you um approach people in a different way with your bullshit. Where as in your twenties you call your girl love it don't matter what the fuck you ain't worried about what she dealing with none of that shit you just like sir you know sis I need a I need a vent you know this nigga did this uh, you know work is this and you just kind of unload on your friend this is in your twenties but when you reach thir- in your thirties it, it's completely it's completely different because niggas got kids now. They got careers, they got, you know, they going to school, they got, you know, real life situations going on. So they don't really have time to um, deal with you and your bullshit. So you should always approach your friend with, do you have the mental, do you have the mental capacity to deal with me and my shit today? Simple, simple shit. Because that's just you being respectful of your friend. And also, you're not wasting your time by unloading all of this onto your friend and not getting the proper response from your friend because of everything that they're dealing with you just came in on top of it and dropped and that's happened to me in the past but i feel like uh moving forward is it'll be a lot of hey you know i can't i can't mentally handle um 
that right now however i'm I'm never gonna just leave you alone i will pray for the situation whatever that is and and try to move from there and that's really all we can do as as friends as trying to be a good friend well i'll answer that because i don't think i asked that at the live show but um what do you do when maybe a group of your friends maybe two of your friends are into it um real tough and they're not speaking to one another like how do you handle that how do you do you say something try to see if you can mend it or whatever the case may be or do you try to uh let it play out and kind of stand back and give them their space to operate i i had to deal with that uh, a lot not a lot but uh a significant amount uh growing coming up in my little crew or whatever there was the two friends were falling out you know if y'all go back to the girls talk we talk about you know that with boogie and p what up what up y'all so i mean back then we just kind of fell back you know let them figure out what the fuck they was gonna do really worry about ourselves and you know that that good old saying you know if it's meant to be it'll be it's really nothing you can do you can't force it you can't make it happen none of that shit so um but yeah i thoroughly enjoyed my live show um i will do it again it'll probably be at the same spot shout out to the connect <laughs> so i'll definitely do that uh next episode i'm actually recording on 420 what up to my smokers i'm be high as a bit up. but we're gonna have uh matt and his wife back on if y'all are listeners to the block then you remember them from my episode the open relationship we're gonna get back into that part too because we're gonna get his wife's point of view i got some trying to jump up some some good questions to get some good content going but i know we all gonna be lit because it's 420 so i'll probably be high what i'm saying probably i will be the duration of the day the whole day also other things so that's coming up that's probably gonna be this will be a two-piece here i'll just piece this out not piece it out together but you get a small segment and then we'll get into the open relationship shit but i wanted to touch on a little bit well first of all i started the episode you know with talking about nipsey's passing um we can touch on that a little bit i it really didn't click for me like my sister told me but it was just like i know he got shot but i didn't know to the magnitude of uh what had taken place and but since march 31st until right now april 18th it's been a um it's been weird it's been a weird energy it's a it's a kind of shift that you really don't know how to maneuver in and to find out so much about this man uh in the past in a past tense i mean like yeah i fucked with victory lap that album's amazing and that was from last year album is it's a dope album dead ass and i became from there i became more privy to you know this other works the other mixtapes and and for that to just be his debut album and have all that body of work just beforehand like nip was hustling hard like he definitely was doing everything that his name is um that funeral was was was, it was a good home going service as they say down south um i know (laughs) for some people the people that you know we grew up in the church or whatever and you know they was doing a whole lot of cussing but the thing that i liked about that was the fact that they were staying true to who they were 
and it was in the Staples Center. Now, if this was at the, you know, one of those mega churches out west, then I, you know, and they was doing all that cussing and, you know, the gang shit, then I, I would be like, yo, like, that ain't, this ain't the place for that. But they had the, the perfect location to, to be themselves, to be free, and it, it didn't take away from who he was. And the stories that they told, it just really just made, it just broke your heart further because it's like, why would you take somebody's that's that's so you know investing in us as a people across the board and but just starting on slossing and it was we gonna parlay we he was gonna parlay this all the way out for us and he pretty much set the rules the standards on how to make it happen and just for him to be taken at, at 33 that's crazy to me and it's jealousy and then for it to parlay it instantly when they heard he he died it was an instant um conspiracy theory red is a conspiracy theorist <laughs> is that a word i'm into it um i like them they, they make you think mandela effects i should really do an episode on that shit but that probably have to be an actual like a uh, video episode because that shit's ill too but um as far as this goes I'm still not saying I don't we jump too quick to that you know without any real proof back when what was that 96 when Pac died yeah it had to be 96 96 97 something like that but back when you know Big and Pac died granted I was a kid but I don't I remember where I was each time when you know Pac died when Biggie died when Easy E died I remember exactly where I was when um those three and other ones have been taken but um I just never jumped I never heard anyone say anything about any conspiracy theories of of all oh, is this and that all these things had to come later on in life with research with the internet with YouTube like it's, it's so much more before we can jump to you know he they killed him we didn't have any real proof we just kind of ran with it and it wasn't fair to um just make that an excuse because it's like what can we do with that? What can the family do with that? The end and outcome is still that he's no longer with us. So to to argue back and forth about who's what's this, this and that, it still doesn't negate from the fact that this man was taken. So um, and then you know the whole when when stuff like this happens and they see uh, genuine what seems to be genuine black love, uh, they always want to criticize you for wanting to do better. I've never understood that. If someone's passing inspires you and pushes you to want to do something better with your life, it should not be made fun of or, you know, looked at like, ah, oh, y'all stupid. That's the. I feel like that's a part, a part and a purpose of someone passing away, whether it be a celebrity, someone you know. It's you should find some some kind of understanding or something to try to you know grasp that oh well, shit i need to chill out on that like if somebody dies from a heart attack or you know obesity you would tell yourself if you were you know borderline or indeed that that them passing should make you want to be like yeah i gotta start exercising i gotta start cutting some shit out i gotta stop this stop that because it should motivate you to want to live they should motivate you to want to live and i feel like that's most important so to you know lay, lay off on people if they want to do better in their community or they want to love their woman better or 
um in reginae's case i'm assuming because I, I stay on the shade room too <laughs> but in reginae's case i guess after hearing uh and reading what lauren had to say about nipsey being her turn up in her sanctuary and always feeling protected when being around him it put something i feel like a snap went off to her that the situation the relationship that she was in it wasn't giving her that kind of that that same energy and that's what she wants and she feels like that's what she deserves and you know of course and not and of course and it shouldn't even be this way but what's his name wife and lucci that's her boyfriend this is reginae's boyfriend he you know they've gone through these squabbles online and you know always and he laughed at her when she i guess expressed that she didn't feel safe with him like he thought that was funny it shows how immature he is even though he is 30 something shorty's like 21 20 yeah 2021 20, something like that she's not old at all she's very young and for that young lady to to tell you that there's one or two things should happen i think and it something should have clicked oh shit well if she ain't feeling protected then that that should make you want to step up and protect her if you indeed care about her the way that you say you do then you should make her feel secure in the relationship you don't laugh at your partner's insecurities your job is to make them feel more is as, as secure as you can because some of that stuff is internal and it's that's something that that person has to work on but if she's talking about in a relationship that's between two people it's not just one-sided so if she expressed that she didn't feel safe then my nigga you should make her feel a lot more safe or you should just let her go and then he got online and was like have y'all seen her i want her back all right bro if you wanted her back you wouldn't have laughed in her face and you would have just taken her expressing herself as okay she wants me to be a better person i gotta step up it's not a threat to you she wants better for you but that's neither here nor there but that is a very sad situation and um y'all did it Callie. y'all did it shout out to btg what up y'all did it out there like that love just reminded me of back when ali passed away and they they did the lap they did his victory lap (laughs) they did his victory lap past his old house down broadway and it was just the city was out mad flowers on the on the hearse touching it was a lot of love was given on that day so it looked very very um similar to when ali passed nipsey had that same love out west so that's a sad situation what else is going on john gray did some stupid shit what did he do oh i think his mistress that came out after him and his wife had said you know they prayed on a loose woman and all that the details of his uh affair came out i don't know the young lady's name i can give you vague things uh, of what i can remember on top of my head something along the lines of he's known her for a while for a minute so it's not a new chick and i think she was seeking counseling from him when she was getting her divorce and something else something else oh this is weird when they would have sex he when he's about to come he would speak in tongues i would definitely put my clothes on and never talk to him again if that ever happened to me um because that's just wild weird like i understand you a pastor but this ain't my my, my titties is out fam this ain't the time to be 
<laughs> speaking in tongues, my nigga. I don't, I don't think this is the time for you to really be, you know, sending up a holler to God. I don't think that's, it's no need for praise because you're cheating and that's adultery. So I don't, I know the Bible kind of well. Uh, and I don't think that's going to fly. So, um, something along the lines, he bought his wife a Ferrari. I don't like him. I don't. It's just the energy has to ship as far as then. That's another episode, too. I get with Teddy. I think me and Teddy talked about that. Shout out Teddy D. Um, we talked about that briefly as, as far as the, the black church goes. It's some, some stuff that needs to be addressed. And it's always one-sided. It's always, you know, they tell a woman... You go to the Women's Day Conference and they talk about, you know, how you need to become a Psalms 31 woman and this and submit and faithful and all these things to get you a man and you praying for a man, sis, but you ain't, you not ready, you know, but I've never heard a sermon and I grew up in church and I still go to church uh, every once in a while, every couple Sundays, <laughs> but um it's it's never been taught in my presence that this is what a man has to do in order to be a good husband or to be a good boyfriend or a good provider. I just, I've never heard that. The only thing they they vaguely say, they just give y'all two words, protect and provide, and that's it. No, I mean, that that's it. That's the, the start of it. But if, if you can't get, that's the matter of fact, that ain't the start, that's the root of it. But if you can't even get that, you can't protect, you can't provide, then it's like, I mean... What the fuck? Like, what's the purpose? You know what I'm saying? And you just, they don't talk about the, you know, communicating effectively or, you know, yeah, just communicating effectively. We can just stop right there. Like, because a lot of, a lot of meal, a lot of meals don't have that, um, <laughs> they don't have that, that strong communication gene. And it sucks as an adult that, you know, holds conversations and you know enjoys conversations on top of that it's hard to come across somebody that doesn't know how to hold a conversation it's always one-sided and it's a headache it's a fucking headache so let me get up off of that because i don't even want to keep talking about that uh let's see what else we got coming up talk about the open relationship Yo, we on the block with it, baby. Banshee's block. You know what's going on, man. Yeah? Gotta get these drops out. You feel me? Gotta get these drops in. Make sure y'all uh, catch up with me. Uh, follow me everywhere. Twitter, IG, Snap, Dudgelina, Jolie. Get into that. Banshee's block. Be back with it. Uh, gonna have a lot more drops from the homies. A lot more um, commercials and shit. We about to really take your shit up another level after the live show. The battery in my back. I don't watch Beyonce's homecoming, nigga. I'm at your neck with it. Fuck you talking about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let me let me get one more drop off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see what we got right here. Go. Damn, Banshee. That's how you feeling, huh? It's that real block behavior, huh? Okay. Okay. <laughs> He hypes me up so much. Y'all don't need nothing. We about to get out of here. Um, make sure y'all stay tuned for that episode coming Saturday. We're going to talk more open relationship shit like that. You feel me? Let's go. Listen to Nipsey Hustle every motherfucking morning. Nigga, get your bread up. Hustle and motivate. It's 
Stay true to your victory lap, you hear me? That marathon still continue, we out. I'm prolific, so gifted. I'm the type that's gonna go get it, no kidding. Breaking down a switch in front of your building. Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Last night it was a cold killer. You gotta keep the devil in this hole, nigga. But you know how it go, nigga. I'm front line every time it's on, nigga. 100 pro flow, running shoot pro. 458 drop, playing bulletproof soul. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo. Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low. Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat. Then dock that saloon just to smoke. Look, listening to music at the Maya Ruins. True devotion on the bluest ocean. Close. My cultural influence, even revolution. I'm integrated vertically, y'all niggas blew it. They tell me hustle, dumb and deal, you might confuse me. It's like that weirdo rap you motherfuckers used to. I'm a urban legend, South Central in a certain section. Can't express how I curb the tactics. Guesses, evidence of a divine presence. Blessings, held me down at times I seem reckless. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply.